For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stiltzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Tim Schmoyer, and we're going to explore big changes from YouTube. And with all this Facebook apocalypse stuff going on, trust me, you're going to want to pay attention to this. By the way, podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com is how you can reach me. And with that, let's transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip. This week, I'm very excited to be joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a really cool iOS app from Google that does one thing and one thing well, and it's make looping videos. Huh. What? What's it called? <laughs> it's called Scrubbies. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is a really Scrubbies. weird name. Okay. But if you think about video production and you think about scrubbing through a video, which is exactly what this does, then you kind of get why the name is that way. So let me describe what it does. So you record the video on your phone. And then here's where the magic happens. You start to scrub with one finger. You place it down on your phone and you place it and move it up or down and you get yourself to the point of the video you want to be at, and then you release your finger. Now you put two fingers down and you then can make it sort of like a boomerang video, but you've got control forwards and backwards by moving your two fingers forwards and backwards. So again, you're, ba- you're basically reminds making me of a disc a jockey. It's, exactly. It, yes. Yeah. Like a disc jockey in the olden days with a, with a, with a record player where they would scratch the thing back and forth. Is that kind of the idea? That's exactly like it. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a perfect metaphor for it. So, so, so you just upload a video or what? I mean, help me understand. Like you just, it, does it work off of your phone and it's just pulling out of your camera roll or what exactly is it doing? What you do is you record a video real quick. And then once you're done recording the video, so for example, I could be in the hallway at social media marketing world where people are like going from the keynote and then going out into all the different sessions and I can record that. Then I can kind of use one finger to kind of cue up where I want it to start and then use two fingers to like say go forwards and then backwards or forwards again or even a couple different times. And then it's going to show people like it shows the motion and shows all the different people like moving forwards or backwards or I mean you can use this. It's really powerful when you come down to uh, like a boomerang capturing really cool um, split second motions. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and the out, so you have to use the app to capture the video. That's the first thing I'm hearing you say, yeah. right? And then it will output the video in 
whatever format you need it to be or does it yeah, go whatever to- whatever format you need it to be if, if you want vertical video you can do it that way you want landscape you can do it that way huh. and again this is really cool like for any kind of a almost a substitute that you would use uh, a boomerang video which sometimes those are hard to kind of fine tune this gives you that extra fine tuning ability cool and it's called uh, spell it out for us it's called scrubbies and that's S-C-R-U-B-B-I-E-S. Scrubbies. And where do we find it? So just go to the iOS app store and search for Scrubbies. Again, it's a Google app, so I'm kind of hoping they bring it over to Android for all the Android users as well. Perfect. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And now for today's interview with Tim Schmoyer. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today I'm very excited to be joined by Tim Schmoyer. If you don't know who Tim is, he's the founder of videocreators.tv, a YouTube community of more than 340,000 video creators. He's the leading expert on building a loyal tribe on YouTube. Tim, welcome back to the show. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me back. It's great to be here. So today, Tim and I are going to explore where YouTube is heading, and we're going to dive deep into the YouTube community tab. So um, Tim, over the last couple of months, there's been pretty substantial big changes coming from YouTube. Maybe um, you can just at a high level tell us kind of what those changes are and what it signals about the direction that YouTube is heading in. Yeah, from a high level, I think what most people have thought of when they think of YouTube is it's this place where you create this polished video content, you upload it, and then your subscribers and a community of other people can all discover it and find it and comment on it if they like. But it's really, at the end of the day, a place about producing and uploading videos. Well, what's been changing recently over the past year is YouTube has added some new features that is that indicates that it's going a little bit of a different direction. I mean, it's still very much a, a video-centric platform, but they've added some new features like contacts, which we might know as friends, uh, like you know, on other platforms. Uh, they've they've added the ability to be able to post not only videos, but photos and polls and text updates, as well as quick little video, um, you know, story formats type of videos as well. So they're really they're really focusing more on this kind of community development and ways you can stay in front of your audience, not just through polished videos that take time, but also through these quick little updates in other ways as well. So I think historically the way that YouTube has been is you publish a video and people comment on the video and it kind of is like a blog post, right? So you have your video and you have all your conversation there. But now that they have this ability to kind of create contacts and friends and stuff, that opens up a sharing capability, doesn't it? 
Right. So a, a subscriber kind of functions the way we're used to as like a follower on Twitter or, you know, a like on Facebook, um, on a, on a Facebook page or something like that, where there's, it's just like, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing. I want to see updates from you is what that means as a subscriber. A friend on Facebook though, is like this two way mutual agreement where we both cho- said, yes, we accept that we want to be connected to each other. And that's how contacts work on YouTube where you, let's say you, you and I, Michael are, are friends and, um, you know, I add you as a contact on YouTube. Now I can say, Hey, Michael, check out this new video from, you know, Gary V. I think this would be a great topic for you to talk about a social media marketing world, you know, and I can share it to you directly inside of Facebook now, rather than the old school way, which was copy the URL and then text it to you or share it with you on Twitter or something like that. Now you can share a video, but have private personal conversations back and forth messaging with a friend of yours around a video. So it's not just comments. It's like just you and me having a chat it's back like and Facebook forth Messenger. inside YouTube. It's like Facebook Messenger, but it's inside the YouTube app, really, right? Yep. And it, and it still revolves around videos. Right. So I, I still have to send you a video, but now, but it could be a group of friends, just like Messenger as well. Can you, st- uh, can you send, Facebook but you can send messages YouTube. without videos, couldn't you, to your contacts? There is a messaging uh, feature that has been in there for a long time. So gotcha. that's not really a new feature, but yeah. It's really, the, the, it's really the ability to share the video to your contacts. That's the thing, right? Is that what I hear you saying? Right. And to add those people as friends slash contacts and be able to share directly to them and have a, a group conversation. Like maybe you're, you, know, you got a bunch of friends at work or you're all working on a project together. Now it's really easy to create a group inside of YouTube and be like, oh, here's a, a video that I think would be really helpful for this project that we're working on or this problem we're trying to solve, you know, and boom, 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 you share like three videos to the group and then the group can have an organized, structured conversation right inside the YouTube app. Now that I think it is important to know that this is on mobile and, um, and so it's not on desktop. This is uh, most of these features, um, are interestingly just on mobile, which, um, I'm not sure exactly why that is, but it's, I, I assume that they'll eventually roll out to desktop, but I don't have any data on that. Um, oh. but it, all these features right now, I think are, are being developed on platforms where people are seem to be most likely to be engaging these types of features. And I would imagine there's a notifications capability on these contacts when the message comes mm-hmm. in, just like a yep. text message. Now that's yep. fascinating. So we've got this contacts thing and we're going to get to community tab in just a second, but we've also got this um, vertical video, Instagram story style thing called reels. Maybe just briefly yeah. explain what that is. So reels is kind of YouTube's answer to the popular stories format that you're used to on other social media platforms. It's quick 30 second clips from my phone. Again, this is a mobile only feature that, uh, that, that you're used to where you just hold the, hold the, the record button and you record for a few seconds. You can have little emojis on top of yourself, little stickers, swipe for different filters, things like that. Uh, and then you just post it to your, your reel and it goes to your subscriber base for, um, there's two different types of reels and go for one 24 hours or it, they have a more long-term reel as well uh, that can be ongoing longer than 24 hours. So let, let me give you an example of, of both of these. I think this might be good for social media marketing work coming up actually is that 
Um, the 24 hour ones, those are the ones that we're used to, you know, just quick behind the scenes. Here's what I'm working on. And the way YouTube subscribers get notified of those is they, is when they go to again, mobile only, they, they tap on their subscriptions button at the bottom and at the top, they, they will see like a line, uh, a row of all the people they're subscribed to. And there's a little dot next to the people who have recently had new activity on their channel, which like could be a new video or something. But if that person has recently um, posted to their reel, instead of it being a circle, it's like a huge square. Actually, it's really hard to miss. And it pops out and you're like, why is that one different from all the others? And you tap on it and then you can huh. see those 30-second clips. Now, you can also have an ongoing reel that doesn't expire after 24 hours. And this would be something good for like an event, for example, where this event lasts longer than 24 hours, right? And right. you want someone maybe next week to go back and be able to watch the whole experience of social media uh, um, marketing world from Michael Stelzner's perspective from his phone straight to his YouTube subscribers huh. right there, right? So, you, and you can have many of these, not right now, it's still in private beta. Um, I've been playing around with it. I got access to it right after it launched and I've been having a lot of fun with it. And I can tell you personally, the reach on these things has been incredible for me. I've very much blown away by, by how much reach these things are getting. But, but I think it's really cool that it's not just 24 hours, but it's kind of more that creator mindset where I, I'm more likely to make... At, Content that, yeah, might not get exposure after it reaches my initial audience, but I think on YouTube, people are used to the possibility that their videos could still get exposure, right? You know, and, and not just be deleted after 24 hours. That's just not quite the YouTube thing. So, that option to do both types of reels is there. That sounds a lot like the Instagram stories highlights feature where you can save them into these little highlights. Mm -hmm. um, who is, who is, it, who can get reels? Is it available for everyone? It's in closed beta right now, so you got to know somebody, basically. It'll come out eventually, though, I would imagine, right? I'm sure by the time, you know, depending on when you're listening to this in the future, I'm sure this will be something that you, you'll be able to discover. Yeah, the, I mean, the way YouTube typically releases these types of things is they do a closed beta release right now where they just get some data about it and then they'll broaden it a little bit more to kind of a more broader trusted group of friends and people and then it'll be like top influencers and then it'll be channels with 10,000 subscribers or more and Got then it. it'll be 1,000 subscribers or more and then it'll go to everyone. Okay, so now we're going to zoom in on the thing that that is available for a lot of people uh, called mm -hmm. the community tab. So let's start by describing what is the community tab, and then we'll get into like why it's valuable and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's called a tab, a community tab, because it's a tab at the top of your YouTube channel. Um, you know, you have videos, playlists, and about up there. Well, that, there's a new tab, I think for channels with 10,000 subscribers or more, called a community tab. And what that community tab does is this is the place where you can interact with your community beyond just a published video. Um, you can post polls, you can post photos, you can ask questions, you can um, link to different videos and playlists and feature them there. This is shows up, this shows up in the subscribers feed, again, only on mobile. And it gets mixed in with all the other videos and things that the that you know, the activity that's happening on the other channels that, that they're subscribed to. So you, you, you're scrolling through, you might see a video, but then, oh, okay, well, here's actually a poll from this person. He's asking 
which is my favorite song that he should cover next. Okay, to cover that song next. And then it's just like a quick tap to vote. And then you're scrolling. Oh, here's like this photo behind the scenes of this guy is getting ready to shoot this next big video. Can't wait for that video. I heart it. You know, you kind of keep scrolling. So it's kind of starting you know, to it, feel a little bit more like a social media feed. Yeah, it sounds a lot like what used to be called the Facebook wall or the Facebook timeline on a page, you know, which is like reverse chronological order, right? The newest stuff at the top. But the difference is it's it's. It's not your videos. It's everything but videos, right? So it's like the videos that you publish on YouTube are not in the community tab. Instead, it's the stuff where you want interaction with the community. That's what's fascinating to me. Um, we're going to dig into like a little bit more about like all the options and stuff, but like what's your take on this? You know, this seems like a pretty big change, uh, for YouTube. I think it's a necessary change. It's probably been a long time coming. Uh, YouTube been trying to go this direction for years. If you remember the failed Google Plus integration, right? I mean, that's that's what they were trying to do there poorly, but but the 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 execution was all messed up. But the the idea was still the same: is we don't want this just to be videos. But how else can we make this a bigger a bigger platform for other types of uh, not necessarily for other types of content, but for uh, other ways of communicating and interacting with with your audience. Uh, so this really addresses a huge problem that YouTube's had for a while, which is there's so many content creators who just can't produce the type of content that they want to produce on like a daily or weekly schedule and stay in front of of their audience at a pace that, you know, YouTube recommends and kind of the audience demands that you stay in front of me this often in order to keep my attention. And so like if you're Epic Rap Battles of History or you're doing a uh, animation series, you know, sometimes those animated videos can take even a, a one and a half, two minute clip can take six weeks to create. Right. Uh, you're doing like high production music videos or something. Like you just can't be cranking those out the same way like a daily vlogger does. So in order to not just become a big platform of daily vloggers and gamers, I think this is a good response to like, here's other ways you can stay in front of your audience um, while you're working on the music video, while you're working on the animation, while you're working on the, you know, this big, this big content, you can continually stay in front of them with these, with these reels and with these behind the scenes photos and with these polls and questions and status updates and everything. You can keep them engaged and build hype and let, get them excited about that next video when it comes, even if it's six weeks away. What, what's so fascinating to me is I think we're, we're seeing what I'm going to call the great amalgamation, <laughs> you know, um, Facebook is getting into video in a major way. YouTube is getting to be far more, I'm just going to say social, you know, um, mm -hmm. than it has been in the past because the idea that, um, and marketers pay attention to this, right? So, so many of the people listening to this podcast are really good at creating engaging posts on other social platforms other than YouTube that do not require the production value of a video. And the idea that that's now available on YouTube should be a really big deal for all the marketers that are listening right now, because you can now interact with your community on YouTube in a way that you currently do on all the other social platforms. And, um, and I think that's actually huge because, you know, I've, 
Tim, you and I have been going to conferences for a long time, you much longer than me, but I've been going to these YouTube conferences for years. And the creator community is very different than the social media you know, community. They're like very, very different. And it's almost like now the social community has a chance to come and be successful on YouTube without having to do the monster creative initiatives on a regular basis that so many of the big YouTubers do. And now the creators don't have to go to the other platforms to develop a super uh, engagement with their tribe beyond just the video too. That's fascinating to me. Don't you agree? Yeah, I think that for someone coming to YouTube, I don't know that I would necessarily recommend you use YouTube just for polls and gifts and, you know, things like that. I I mean, you still need to produce content, produce videos and upload them in order to build the channel and and get the audience. Um, So I, I, I see like maybe YouTube is still very much video centric, but you can support your time between videos with, with things from the community tab and reels. Whereas some of these other platforms seem to be the other way around where they're kind of built around status updates and photos and things like that. And then you kind of fill it in with like a big video once in a while. So does that make sense? That's kind of how I, yeah. I feel like the, the role video plays on one versus the other right now. Anyway, I want to get into the different kinds of things you can do in the uh, tab but I first want to ask, how does the uh, how does the exposure work? Like, explain like when someone posts, like let's just take you know you you have a huge three hundred forty thousand you know subscriber channel. When you post something into your community tab, how does your subscriber base see that content? Yeah, it's right on the, it's right on their feed there, right in their subscription feed on the in the YouTube app on mobile only. So people on desktop won't see it on their feed unless they're going to straight to your community tab and looking. It's um, only on the subscription feed on mobile. And so by default now, everyone's uh, subscription feed is uh, is called videos and posts. And the very top, there's a little drop-down menu, and by default it says video and posts. But there are some people who are uh, very much against this community tab stuff. They're very old school. They're like, I don't want to see any of this on, on my YouTube subscription feed. I just want to see videos. Please get this out of here. It's very easy for anyone to filter out all the communities to tap stuff. All they have to do is tap that little drop down at the top. It's the very top. It's like even before you get to the content, it's this 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 drop down menu that you could switch it from videos and posts to videos only, and then boom, all of your photos, polls, everything is filtered out except for videos. So people who are on YouTube, they're like, I'm not here for community. I'm just here for videos. <laughs> It's easy. They can still filter out all that stuff. And there's not really anything you can do about that. But it's that defaulted to show it all. Them. It's defaulted to show it all. And most people probably won't filter it, right? So that's actually a really good message for those that are doing this community tap thing because it sounds like it's kind of right there when you open the YouTube app along with everything else. Is that right? It is. The problem, though, is that some people are like, why is this here? And this has happened to me with a few people. I've talked to YouTube about this, and this is why it's still in beta, and they'll still be figuring this out as they go forward with how they communicate this. But some people are like, I don't want here. This here is the only way for me to remove this from my feed, for me to unsubscribe from all these channels. And then all of a sudden, you're like, no, no, don't unsubscribe. You know, like, just tap that little drop-down menu. But people, if they miss the drop-down menu, don't know they can just filter everything out and um huh. and so by 
you know, so some people just unsubscribe instead, not knowing what else to do. So that's kind of more of a communication issue. There is a more granular approach that's kind of more advanced when you click on, we click subscribe and then you click on the bell I, um, notification icon next to the subscribe button. You can opt to get notified of videos or posts and videos or something like that too. Oh, interesting. Uh, I don't know. Okay. That's more of like a power user tip. I don't know how many people actually do that, but. So if you just hit um, the bell by default, is it just going to be the videos or is it going to be all the activities? Uh, by default, it's going to be everything. Huh. Know? Very fascinating. Well, uh, by everything, I mean, by, based on their algorithm of what they decide you should be notified of. <laughs> Ah, that's an important distinction. Okay. Yeah. So, so help our audience understand, is the YouTube homepage when you open the app in chronological order or is it algorithmically kind of, you know, random based on what they think you want to see? It's very much algorithmic. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. So if, if yeah. for whatever reason there's, they don't think that if you're, if you're overdoing the community tab stuff, it may not necessarily get any exposure is what I hear you saying, right? Yeah, it's based on, you know, the types of content that you come back to YouTube looking for. Like, hey, whenever Mike comes back to YouTube, he's typically starting with this woodworking channel. So let's make sure we put that woodworking channel front and center for him each time he comes back to YouTube. Right. Uh, so it's based on a lot of viewing history, search history, behavior and things. I actually just want to double check. I'm clicking on the bell. I know I don't have my phone in front of me. It might be mobile only. Well, on desktop, I can't select on the bell um, posts and things. So it might be mobile only for that feature. Okay. So let's talk about the kinds of content that um, you are, you kind of briefly went over it real quickly, but what exactly can you do in the community tab? Let's kind of go through the options. Yeah. So the first thing you can do is you can just make a standard text update. Like I think most of us are used to, you just right. type your message in there and hit post. Uh, that could be the form of just a quick update. You could just litter that thing with a whole bunch of text if you wanted to also. Um, can you upload you a picture? Know, just You can upload a, a picture. You can an animate a GIF as well. And some people are using GIFs pretty strategically, actually, which we can talk about here in a second. Uh, you can add a poll with different voting options there. Um, can, you you link can, out, also, can you link out to, a, to an article or something like that? You can, yeah. Oh, wow. So like... So, for example, when this when this podcast gets published, I'll probably post this. Uh, I'll link to this podcast on my community tab for people to check out. When you link to an article, does it pull in like just like Facebook does, like the picture and the description automatically, or is it just a link? Uh, it's been just a link. Got yeah. it. So you can do a text update. You can do picture, animated gifs, a poll, mm -hmm. an article link. Can you share a video? Yeah, that, that would have been a good, th that's a good thing for them to include. <laughs> yes, you can, you can link directly to a video. Now there's a little button to add that. It's a little, looks like a video with a plus icon right below where you would type your state, your status update and you click on that and then you can either search for a video, you can enter in the video's URL or you can select from any of the videos you've uploaded to your channel right there and, and share that again with some support text around it and publish that to your feed. What about, uh, what about like, um, uploading a video from your phone? 
Um, like a reel? Is that what you mean? Well, no, let's just say I've got, like, I just took a 30 second behind the scenes video on my iPhone and I want to get it up there. Is that something I can do or is that not? No, no, that's not for the community tab. That'd be a cool feature. I do think there should be closer integration and I think there will be, or I'm guessing there will be, I should say, um, going forward between reels and the community tab. Um, but I don't know exactly how they'll integrate that, but that would be that solution, I think. Huh. Uh, all right. So we've got, we've got all these options. I particularly like the sharing of a video and I could see how strategically people could partner to share each other's videos and that could be re- really powerful. It's not quite mm-hmm. the same as like on Facebook when you share it on your page, but it is allowing that video to be seen by your community. So that could be a real strategic way to potentially use the community tab in partnership maybe or in a collaboration with another creator. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think uh, you can certainly share each other's videos there, especially ones that you feel like are valuable to your audience. Uh, I, you know, again, maybe not again, but the way I think about all these types of things is like my my goal here with the community tab is to is to serve my audience well by giving them information and content that's valuable to them. So I'm probably not just going to share something just because. You know, another friend of mine like wanted to do like a, like a, you share my video, I'll share your video type of thing, uh, like a sub for sub type of thing on YouTube. Like, uh, I'm probably not going to do that. But if your video is really valuable to my community, or like this podcast, for example, will be valuable to my community, I'm going to share it. You know, even if you're not going to share my stuff, like it's just like this is me yeah. sharing you what be I think is valuable for them. Yeah. So that when they do see things coming, coming through from me, they're not just thumbsing it down or they're not just kind of, I don't want to see this type of thing. They're actually engaging with it and telling YouTube, giving them the signals like, Hey, when Tim posts something on this community tab, it gets a lot of interaction. These people are really finding this to be valuable. They're really responding well to this. Let's keep promoting the things that he pushes. So that's, I kind of want to keep it pretty high value. Yeah. I Um, love that. So let's talk about how you're actually doing it. Like, let's take your, you know, one of your channels and maybe go through the kinds of what your content strategy is or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've tried a few things. I see other people try a few things. Some of the things that I like, um, that I thought were kind of unique besides just using this to promote things beyond video is how we use it to promote videos that we are creating and publishing or planning, you know, so it's not just behind the scenes stuff. But, uh, you know, some creators, maybe a few hours before they publish a video, um, up to like a day before they publish a video, they'll get like a brief animated GIF of that video and say, this is coming tomorrow. Here's the GIF. And it's like the, like the climax of the video or like some like really shocking moment or something that's right. just like really attention grabbing. And it just plays in a loop over and over again. You know, think Vine, I suppose, but on YouTube. But with no and sound, it's, it's just a GIF, right? Yeah, it's just a GIF and you can you can see like people the building the anticipation and then when that video comes then uh, there, there's a lot of people there waiting for that video and looking forward to, to seeing that. I love that. And so some people will they'll use those animated GIFs to tease upcoming content. And then after the video is published, you can also resurface some of those videos uh, by re-highlighting them for your community. You know, like for me, I have oh shoot. I don't know, like hundreds of videos on my channel about growing a YouTube audience. And some of those videos I published three years ago are still just relevant today as they were then. And so I can resurface some of this content now that maybe isn't getting the type of traction that I 
think it should? I'm like, man, everyone keeps asking me this question. I answered it in this video. No one's finding this video. I can hopefully maybe breathe new life, get some more watch time on that video by resurfacing it here on my community tab. Um, I could now, hold on a second. Re- hold on a second before you go to the next idea. I want to, I want to ask a question here on the animated gifts thing. Um, for those that don't know how to do this, is there a good tool to take a seg- segment of a video and make a GIF out of it? Because a lot of people may not know how to do that. Or do you even know how to do that? Uh, we do that inside of the Premiere or, um, yeah, Adobe Premiere Suite. Got it. Uh, that's pretty, So that's more of an advanced tool for something like I'm that. I'm sure. I'm, I know there's websites that use that, but we're already editing inside Premiere. So we just export export it from there. And I know you can use Photoshop as well if someone has Photoshop and not just, but I haven't done it that way in a really long time. Now, um, are the GIFs automatically played because, or, or do you have to push a button to play it? No, nope, they're automatic. Yeah. Excellent. And just yeah. out of curiosity, but videos are not automatically played right on YouTube. So you have no. to actually click the button. So the animated GIF thing could be actually pretty powerful. I would imagine. Does it tend to get a lot of interaction? Yeah, because most now up until recently, anyway, most videos in the feed are just a still thumbnail. You know, there's no motion that it grabs your eye's attention and forces your eye to like, look at me, look at me. Right. Right. So uh, the the animated GIF is really powerful for grabbing that attention in an otherwise static feed. Huh. Now, I mean, as you guys have probably discussed before, you know, that's starting to change with some you know, quick animated thumbnails on desktop and I've never, like I've never so, talked about that before. So tell me more about that. You can do animated thumbnails on desktop. I didn't know that. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's automated. You don't get to upload those thumbnails. YouTube kind of like takes a few seconds. Oh yeah. It makes a preview kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, if you hover your mouse over it for like a second or two, it'll automatically start. So it's kind of like if you weren't paying attention, your mouse just kind of drifts and all of a sudden your eye comes over to the left side, right side by you're like, oh, you know, because that motion captures your attention, which is what the, the animated oh. GIF does really well. Cool. So we were talking about animated GIFs and we were talking about resharing and surfacing old content. How else are you using the community tab? Uh, so after a video is published, you know, after maybe like the next day or maybe two or three days, every channel is a little bit different, but after it's kind of gone through your subscribe, your initial subscriber feed, not, not everyone's checking YouTube every single day. Um, I know, you know, it's not like Facebook where people log in like what, seven times a day on average or something. Is that what I heard? Probably um, more. <laughs> wh- how many? Probably more. I, for me, more. I guess is it's probably like 20 for me, but I work in this space, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, not everyone does that every single day with YouTube. So so it's if, there's, if you're subscribed to a lot of channels and it's been three days since you checked YouTube and you come back, you know, my video's probably been pushed down if you're looking in reverse chronological order, uh, pushed down the end of the feed. So you can resurface it then, like, hey, just in case you missed this, get a lot of good feedback. Number one question people are asking on this is this. Here's my response. What do you think? Check it out, you know? Hmm. And, um, Interesting. And you can, re- can kind of keep that video going a little bit more uh, that way. Another great thing is, you know, so let's say you have multiple YouTube channels, you have like a business one, you have a personal one. I think that if you're, if you're developing like a personal brand, you know, you have your professional side and your personal side. Um, you know, recently we, on my, on my personal end, we, we just had our, um, seventh child born 
in um, a few weeks ago. She was born blind in her left eye. And so I shared a little bit about that story with my video creators audience, my professional audience. But I'm like, hey, it's only guys like here's a glimpse into my personal life of what I'm dealing with and going through right now, the surgeries that we're facing and and things. And so and so the vlogs from our personal channel, I shared a few of those on the community tab on my video creators just to kind of like give people a glimpse into the human side of what I am. Wow. You know? So they don't have to subscribe if they want to. It's just they can just read the update and move on. But it just kind of builds that human connection, I think. Well, I would so. imagine it also, also uh, those that are interested in learning more about the Schmoyer family are going to potentially go over there and subscribe to that channel they may not have even realized existed, right? Yeah, so go way to pro- cross promote them, uh, the channels. Uh, I I think they're very different value propositions for two very different audiences. Right. So I don't think there's a lot of crossover necessarily. But for but, someone who does have multiple channels that are kind of similar, this could be a value proposition. Or a yeah, and even if they're not similar, like in my case, I think it's still like here's the personal side, here's the business side. You know, I'm not always I'm not just a business person. I am a person person too, right? So I'm gonna give you a glimpse into. A my life is like and and um if nothing else it might build that no like trust factor thing as well but so i use it to be more personal um it's kind of my point there and just on the personal size question um question for you um you know about how many thumbs up and comments you get on a youtube video how do these community posts compare Oh man. Um, compared to a video. Yeah. Do they get more comments and more thumbs up than your videos or less? Just so people kind of have no, some sort they of get understanding. Less than a video for me. Now everyone kind of performs a little differently, but for me, they, the engagement as far as thumbs ups and comments is not even really close to what it'll be on a video. However, it, for me, it hands down beats the, the reach I, and the engagement I get on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram combined. Got it. But I mean, I'm the YouTube that's guy. A big, that's, that's a, big a deal. lot more than the YouTube. Yeah, that's a big deal. So I mean, so so if you have someone listening right now has a decent following who's active on YouTube and they're, they're not yet messing around with the community tab, this could be something for sure to like bring a, you know, increase the loyalty with their tribe. And I, another crazy question is, could you link to some of your products and services? Because there's so many creators that also, you know, teach courses or have books and stuff. Can you do that kind of stuff with this tab? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't used it that way, but there's nothing saying you couldn't do that. Yeah, no, and you could any, do that. Anything else that as far as best practices or things to avoid or anything when it comes to the community tab? Well, I think a couple of best practices. One, I think it's important to just kind of let your audience know that you're using it and kind of just train and educate them. It's, it is a kind of a new thing. It doesn't take a lot of education, but to say, hey, guys, I'm going to be posting. If you don't want to see them, just change it from posts only to or from posts and videos to posts videos only. Oh. Um, I think another good idea is, is asking your audience for using it to ask them for content ideas, for, for feedback, Ooh, I love that. um, sharing, yeah, share personal things with them. I mean, it's, I think I've been using my YouTube channel primarily for here's the training on how to grow your YouTube audience. And then the community tab is here's other additional resources that would be valuable for someone, even if the resource isn't from me, like this podcast, for example, of how you, how you grow your YouTube audience and how you manage that. Um, 
but um, from other sources and, and things like that. And so I've been using it more for sharing those types of things, um, personal things, uh, polling my audience. What do you want to see next and using quizzes for that? Or, or here's I got these three ideas. What do you think I should do? Or or here's this new feature that YouTube just launched. What do you think? You know, polls. I mean, you can use a lot of different things for that. Um, behind the scenes, people love like, hey, guys, I'm going to shoot this video. Got my setup. Here we go. Um, exclusive content that they can't find anywhere else. That's another big thing people have been doing, like pick, picture of the day or um, you know, bonus little like unlist. You can po- post like an unlisted video there that only people who yeah, are following you. I was going to ask about that. Like, get. someone couldn't take your unlisted video and post it on their community tab, could they? I don't know. Actually, that you, would be kind of shady. But yeah, because you, you would not want that, right? <laughs> I would not. I can try it real quick while we're doing this. No, no, but, no, uh, no. It's okay. I would imagine that they're going to honor that. You know, they wouldn't if you don't want that published published on YouTube, yeah. then I would imagine they wouldn't want that to be shared in a community tab. That wouldn't make any sense. So yeah. it sounds like there's a lot of, you know, options here. Are the, is the community that you're in adopting this slowly or rapidly or what's, Oh, kinda- everyone wants it. Yeah. Everyone's like, can I get my 10,000 subs quick? I can use this. Got it. Uh, I think one of the things that's generating the most excitement for it is that there's a lot of creators who are also using this to recognize their fans. Um, oh, that's awesome. and, and, you know, so whether they're taking screenshots of like super chats from their live streams or they're screenshotting comments from their, from their YouTube videos and posting that to the community tab and getting more attention to on their fans and just that type of featuring your community, um, has really generated a lot of excitement for it too. So, uh, that's awesome. Now I understand yeah. YouTube has a, um, some sort of a little course or something like that at their creator Academy. Is that right? Is that worth checking out? Yep. Yeah. They have a, it's a lesson on that kind of takes you through the best practices. They have their own training video here. Did I send you the link to this? Already, yeah. I think? I'll just say it out okay. loud here. It's creator academy.youtube.com slash page slash lesson lesson slash community dash tab. And we'll have that in the show notes, but I guess that's worth checking out. Um, Tim, I know that there's a lot of people listening right now that may not, um, follow you and may not know about all the great stuff that you're doing. So why don't you tell them where the best place is to find you on YouTube and all the other stuff you got going on? Yeah, well, you can find me at youtube.com slash video creators and got multiple videos every week where we just focus on how do we grow a YouTube audience? How do we reach people on this platform and spread a message that could really impact and change people's lives? And so that'd be the best place to follow along and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys there. Tim Schmoyer, YouTube expert. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you at Social Media Marketing World. Thanks. See you there. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's interview with Tim. If there's anything we mentioned and you missed it, don't worry. We take all the notes for you. Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 288. Also, never miss a future episode of this podcast. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I promise. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. And by the way, what do you think about our new jingle? Let me know. Later, guys. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. 
We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.